Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining me for another exciting and informative episode of the Paralegal Voice on the Legal Talk Network. I'm Jill Francisco, an advanced certified paralegal, the past president of NALA, and your host of this episode of the Paralegal Voice. I have over 22 years of paralegal experience, and I'm so excited to continue to share my knowledge and enthusiasm for the paralegal profession with you. We have a very special guest for today's show, but before we welcome her, we'd like to thank our sponsors. Today's sponsor, courtfiling.net. E-file court documents with ease in California, Illinois, Indiana, and Texas. To learn more, visit courtfiling.net to take advantage of a free 30-day trial. Thank you to NALA. NALA is a professional association for paralegals, providing continuing education, voluntary certification, and professional development programs. NALA has been a sponsor of the Paralegal Voice since our very first show. And also, thank you to ServeNow. ServeNow is a nationwide network of trusted pre-screened process servers. Work with the most professional process servers who have experience with high-volume serves, who embrace technology, and understand the litigation process. Visit servenow.com to learn more. So I am so very excited to have Vanessa Finley, CAE of NALA, Mm -hmm. the Paralegal Association. Vanessa took the reins of NALA. At the end of November, towards the end of November 2019, and has not looked back at all. It has been a wild ride. I'm sure she'll agree. But I'm super excited to have her back as my guest today. Vanessa, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm thrilled to be here. So Vanessa and I are just going to, first of all, we're going to really get right into the thick of it because hopefully you've seen somewhere in your paralegal world that NALA is having their 2020, 2021 NALA conference at home, 100% virtual, again, for the second time. What we're thinking about, because I know there's tons and tons of excitement brewing around it. There is. There is a ton of excitement. And we're, we're excited here at NALA as well. I'm literally looking at a stack of nearly a thousand care packages that are oh going to ship on Thursday. And I'm not kidding. I'm looking at them right now through my through my window. And uh, we've been working on these the last couple of weeks. And so that'll be the start of your conference is you'll get a nice care package with all kinds of great swag. But The most important part of the conference is actually what we're going to be doing during the conference. And we will have uh, 32 different educational sessions over three days, July 22nd, 23rd, and 24th. And during that time, you'll be able to earn 11 CLEs during the actual conference time itself. And then after the conference, you can purchase a bundle and, and watch or participate in the other sessions that you were unable to attend. But just by attending the conference itself, you can earn up to 11 CLEs just in one fail swoop over those three days. And we've got some really timely sessions coming up. We've got a session on the lasting legacy of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. 
We have a session on qualified immunity for law enforcement. That's extremely timely. Uh, we have a couple of sessions on internet law and illegal Im legal immigration needs and thoroughly understanding privilege. So I think that you know, with those topics alone, you can you, you can see that NAL is very focused on making sure that we're, we're in a timely manner addressing topics that are important to our members. And then we've got some of the tried and true ones. Uh, we've got how to write appellate briefs, the eighth amendments, criminal protections, uncommon easements, insurance <laughs> law, e-discovery workshop, and avoiding unauthorized practice of law. So we still have some of those common ones that uh, a lot of people like to take, and especially if they're first-time attendees. And then some unusual topics for this year, we have a session on using Agile or Scrum for case planning, and a look inside crime scene investigation. So there's some of the topics that, that will be available during the, the 22nd, 23rd, and 24th of July. And then, of course, we have a whole track for those who are prepping for the certified paralegal exam, so the CP exam. And you know what? I think I might have here on the phone with me someone who's <laughs> delivering a couple of those sessions. So, Jill, why don't you tell us a little bit about the sessions you're going to be doing? Yes. Oh, that's I'm super excited about it. And it's funny because being the being the past president, it, on one hand, I was happy to get out of there. <laughs> I'm done. It was very successful. <laughs> but on the other hand, I'm like, oh, I miss it all, you know. And so I was super excited when um, I was selected to, to uh, be a presenter for this coming conference. And I'm going to do two of the CP review courses, like Vanessa was saying, I'm going to do civil litigation and I'm going to do the torts, which both of which is exactly what I do day in and day out for the past 24 years I think I'm in. It is just a really neat experience. I'm going to try to obviously um, give the nuts and bolts that you need to have to successfully pass the CP exam. But I also want to try to add a few little uh, real life examples, which hopefully sometimes make and little funny things and quirky uh, tips and tricks that kind of make it hopefully e uh, easier for the attendees to remember when they're trying to regurgitate all the information uh, when passing the exam. So and like I've uh, Vanessa and I've discussed many times in the past, it was really important for me when I was president, and actually I think Vanessa and I kind of started it, is to get and address all of the categories for the review for the exam, is to give a chance where all the attendees, if you're interested in getting ready to take the test, you can come there and you can get all of it at the same time. And I think it's the only time really that you can get all these live sessions. Vanessa will probably address how you can come back and you know, she was mentioning if if you don't, you know, you're taking some live and you can't decide and you want to purchase the, all the sessions later, that's obviously another way to get it. But mm -hmm. it is super cool because a, 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 a component of our seminar is the presenters are also online, even though the things are kind of, you know, recorded and decided they are live, they are listening, they are taking, they can take live mm -hmm. feedback, they can actually stop and address things. So that makes it really nice interaction. And so I really hope attendees, if you're getting ready to take the test, that you'll take advantage of this awesome opportunity. So Vanessa, what else? I'm sure you got a little bit other things. I wanted to say that on the CP itself, that, you know, in addition to your civil litigation, 
litigation torts will be covering contracts, corporate and commercial law, criminal law and procedure, legal ethics, real estate law, the skills exam. We will have a writing workshop uh, this year as well. And then the overall awesome. United States legal system. So those are all the areas that the CP exam is, is testing you on. So you will be able to attend every single one of those while attending the conference live. And like I said, like Jill said, um, yes, uh, most of the sessions are pre-recorded so that they're you know on time and we know we're not going to have any sort of technical difficulties but the presenter is there live as well and is able to break in answer questions answer questions at the end and so it's it's been it was quite an engaging uh, process last year and we're looking for even more engagement this year we're going to have more breakout rooms with specialty topics and special areas um, and you can pop in and out of those and so we're really trying to make this a a, a conference that is is very engaging for the participants and for the presenters as well. So we last year we did a great job, and this year we're, we're looking to knock it out of the park even further. So, Vanessa, did you want to touch on just a little bit about like ex- like exact place or best place to go to register and maybe just a little yeah. bit of the fees to just talk about how great of a deal it is? Because seriously, I know I ha- I'm kind of, you know, partial to, <laughs> to Nala just a bit. <laughs> a but little it biased. Is a, it is just a <laughs> phenomenal deal for anyone that needs any kind of education. If you need contingent legal education credits, and even if you don't, there's just no way that you're going to get this quality of education at this price and opportunity um, presented. So yeah, Vanessa, please tell them a little bit about that. Take it away. Okay. So if you go to our website, which is nala.org, N-A-L-A dot O-R-G, and under the education tab, you will see conference. And when you click on that, all things conference will open up for you. You can download the agenda. You can see the registration information. Right now, we are in the regular registration period in that members um, are paying $199 for the entire conference. Non-members are paying $249, and uh, students are paying $149. So that's to get you all of those access to all 32 sessions during the conference and again, which you can attend 11 hours yourself during that conference. If you are interested in participating in the NALA activities that are not education-based, so that means we have our annual meeting, our affiliated associations have their annual meeting, we have a panel, uh, a NALA panel to answer questions about things, the latest and greatest things going on at NALA. We've got two board meetings. We have a candidate forum because at the conference we're also voting in new board members. So all of those sessions that are not education or CLE sessions, If you want to attend those, you can at no cost, but you do have to register. So you still have to go to our website, nala.org, and go to the education and then conference area. And you'll see underneath the registration grid, there's a public meetings only option. And you just sign on, you click on the public meetings only. It is no cost, but we can't invite you to attend until you have registered. Um, So that's your ticket in. And you need to register by Monday, July, what is that, the 19th, (laughs) in order to be considered, in order to get into the conference itself um, and have full access to that. You will receive, after you've registered, you will get a login information. It won't come until that Monday, most likely, right before the conference. But that will be your login to the conference itself. And then I'll take you to the portal and the hub, and you'll be able to navigate from there. 
Thank you, Vanessa. I'm sure that's very easy going to our website at uh, NALA.org, as Vanessa said, to get all that information. And and I have to say, you know, Vanessa and I, we didn't get to kind of plan. (laughs) Like, I'm sure she'll agree she got a little bit more planning time this year and preparation. She probably maybe learned what not to do last year with me. Who knows? But (laughs) anyway, we went into it kind of at the last minute. It was very successful last year, in my opinion, and it was so beneficial. We reached so many more and different, I think, is a good comparison paralegals, which obviously is NALA's one of their mission, you know, to their mission statement to reach and do continuing education for paralegals. And it was just a really nice experience. It was really a, a different one. And since then, and I'm sure Vanessa will agree, since then, all of us, our listeners and everything, we've all attended now a lot of virtual events. And now we actually have something to compare it to. And I mean, again, bias, I know you don't have to tell me. But you know, it's like, we did a great job back when we didn't have a lot of examples. And to say we had it, we gathered, I mean, you guys were so extensive of getting together, what was the best thing to do? What was the best practices that were available? And I think you did such a phenomenal job last year in preparing that it's even going to be just totally off the charts this year. And now it's like, when you've attended those other things, you can kind of see that it really is a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful event. It's engaging. It's organized. It's very technical savvy. You know, it's very cool. There's a lot of neat (laughs) little elements. And so please, even if you don't need CLE, if you're just a paralegal and it's like you want to just be up to date and and meet uh, and connect and because the chat just goes crazy during the sessions, (laughs) um, you can, you know, give out your email address. You can share your information. It's just a really neat place. So I just hope everybody will you know, take advantage of it. Yeah, we had a record-breaking 950 attendees last year. Um, and this year, we already have 1,200 people registered. Aww. So you will be joining a large network of your peers. And it's there's really no better way to connect with paralegals all across the country and, and share with each other and learn from each other. Totally agree. Thank you so much. Vanessa, before we move on, we want to circle back, I think, a little bit about the certification for a minute, but we need to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back. NALA members receive exclusive content, such as the Paralegal Utilization and Compensation Survey Report, access to a members-only collaboration site, discounts on office products and car rental, access and preferred placement on a web platform for paralegal contract jobs, and access to the member-only career center. NALA members also receive discounted education and products. Join NALA today and become a part of our community. Learn more at NALA.org. This episode of the Paralegal Voice is brought to you by CourtFiling.net, your solution for electronic filing in California, Illinois, Indiana, and Texas. CourtFiling.net provides a better e-filing experience so you can spend more time helping clients. Because they know that work sometimes happens after hours, courtfiling.net offers 24-7 phone, email, and chat support. Visit courtfiling.net to receive 30 days of unlimited free electronic filings and see how you too can e-file court documents with ease. Welcome back to the Paralegal Voice. I'm Jill Francisco, and my guest today is Vanessa Finley, CAE of NALA. And today we're discussing the awesome up-and-coming 2021 NALA Conference at Home and what's kind of going on in the state of NALA's certification program. Like, how's the exam doing? I know we've still been able, with with the exam being electronic, that we're still, you know, progressing and testing and things, but how's everything going overall with with the certification? 
You know, things are actually going quite well. We had obviously a a break in certification when the pandemic really started last year. So, you know, March, April, May, uh, in those time periods, we really had a significant drop, obviously, in testing. But since then, we have rebounded quite quite successfully back. For example, the second part of the exam, which is what you pass and then ultimately have your CP once you pass the skills exam. Uh, last year, we had about 380 folks that took that exam in four different quarters. And this year, we already have 208 oh, okay. in, half, in half as many quarters, in two quarters. So we were very pleasantly surprised to see that it really hasn't dropped off very significantly. We did have a little dip in the middle of last year, but people are still very focused on prom- promoting their their profession and uh, developing themselves so that they can be the best paralegals that they can be. Oh, I'm happy to see we're full steam ahead on that. So anything else that's kind of in the mix for the certification? Well, for certification, you know, we are just uh, continuing to, to uh, rebound from some of the dips from last year, but everything is cruising right along. We're, we're uh, in the middle of a testing cycle. Um, we're beginning the process of redoing job analysis and things like that that will take effect in two to three years. So you know, there's a, a constant churn in the certification department of not only delivering the exam, but ensuring that it is still up to date and still a valid measure of a paralegal's core competencies. We're just really cruising right along as we have been. Okay. And also, I think I've heard, are we doing a book, a review manual of CP Fundamentals update? Are we allowed to give any, uh, don't want to give any top secret, you know, (laughs) things away here, but um, (laughs) I kind of heard there might have been an update, another edition. Yeah. Yeah, we are we are currently working on a new official edition of the CP Fundamentals, and uh, that will be coming out soon. I don't I don't want to share a date with you yet, but it is coming out soon, and you will see all kinds of information on our website and, of course, via email uh, if you're on our mailing list. I think it's very important. I mean, not only that Nala got the book together and had this the CP Fundamentals published a couple years ago. If you had to have a, a little edit, you had to have an addendum, you know, it was done. But then to have that out there and also be timely in the updates and things, I just think it makes it so valuable to paralegals. And again, not only just that are taking the exam, it's just a great overall tool and reference tool to it, you know, new paralegals, paralegals in school, you know, it's just a it's just a really neat resource for paralegals. So and I and I love that you're keeping it updated and timely. And it's so super cool, because if the listeners don't know, I mean, a lot of the chapters are written by paralegals, you know, I mean, they're out there, they know what's going on. So I commend you, Vanessa, to keep that, you know, pushing that ahead. And I do appreciate you talking about those who aren't necessarily preparing for the CP exam because it is great information. And it's also a good opportunity for me to share that taking the CP exam isn't like reading a textbook and then be taking a test on that textbook. That is not what learning the core competencies for a paralegal is about. It's about the education you've received. It's about your experience. It's about your on-the-job on training. It's about uh, about the books you do study and read. I think there's sometimes a misconception that the CP exam is something you study for to take the test. 
mm-hmm. as opposed to really recognizing that the certification itself is identifying you as a paralegal with those core competencies. And you develop those core competencies through all kinds of avenues, not just a single book. And no single book is going to give you all the experience you need. I mean, you know this, Jill, you yep. are a paralegal. <laughs> all the areas in which you get information and learn and grow and develop as a paralegal, you do not find that in one single book or even just you know two or three books. It is really about the full breadth of your knowledge. So we really encourage people, yes, to, to use those books that are designed to help you study, but at the same time, uh, keep in mind that it's all about all that you've learned as a paralegal. I remember going on um, many visitations, you know, uh, talking about educating you know, our members and, and new paralegals, seasoned paralegals about NALA. And you're right. It's not just on that one book. It's on possibly stuff that you learn from a lot of sources. A lot of times you're in school, so you're getting your textbook knowledge. And then like Vanessa said, you're coming out, you're then getting some on the job stuff. And it's really takes all. And I, and I have to say, I have a bachelor's degree in criminal justice. I waited, gosh, uh, 10 years almost to take the test. People are, that's always a popular question. You know, should I take the test right out of school? Should I take the test? You know, mm-hmm. and, and it just it just kind of is whenever it fits for you. I mean, I would love to say I would love like Vanessa knows this is kind of a goal, I think, still of Nala is to get it, you know, into the paralegal programs that are that are that uh, the school programs, you know, like you're towards the end, you're getting ready to graduate. If that was a part of your program, that's just another level that sets you apart from someone that just has the normal associate's degree or something that just gives you something else. So we're definitely, you know, all supportive of doing that. But I think that it's good to remember that even with my bachelor's degree and then when I studied for the test, I still think it helped me, you know, when I was looking at Strunk and White, I was looking at some of those books, you know, because I knew there was <laughs> an essay and communications. I still learn stuff. You and know, I still learn something new. I am. I am going, oh, gosh, my hands are sweating already. <laughs> but anyway, so, you know, it's like you still learn stuff. So like, you know, like you said, it's on the job. It's what you have. And then it's also gathering from and picking from a lot of sources of information. And and not like I said, knowledge just had that one you know book because honestly the book picks from a lot of sources of information of paralegals that are on the job for different you know amounts of time and different levels of experience and different things. So it's just like it's just really going out and getting all that you know and like you said to just prove that you know you have those core competencies to do your job and it just really gives you and it's so awesome when you pass. It just really gives you that really awesome feeling. It's exhilarating. That, yes, that you really have done it and and you you really have those things and you demonstrate to your employer and you demonstrate to a prospective employer so if you're interested go to the conference the review courses are going to be awesome they're all covered and it's a great opportunity at this time there's also information on nala.org on the cp um, exam itself so if anybody has any question that's a great uh, resource to go on there and i think now we were going to lead into just like what is going on in the paralegal profession? I feel like <laughs> I am so busy. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I was always busy, but I feel like I'm like at another level of busy, if that's even possible. And the other thing that I think is really weird to me, I mean, I shouldn't, I guess weird is not the word, kind of just like out of whatever is I get like, I'd say at least one or two emails from attorneys that I know every week asking me if I know a paralegal that needs a job. 
And wow. like before, yeah, and it's plaintiff attorneys, it's defense attorneys, it's in-house, it's in-house attorneys, and it's from all over the nation because thankfully I have my connections that I made through NALA over the years, and it's amazing. So I know that it's in demand. We've talked about, I think, the Bureau of Statistics, uh, Labor um, Employment, mm-hmm. and we've talked about how it was already good, I think, <laughs> and now yep. I yes. think it's blowing the roof off. What, what are you feeling with that? Are you getting any of that? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, the paralegal field has been growing much faster than the average fields out there. So 12.8% increase compared to like a 4.5% increase uh, growth in the field. Uh, And that was pre-pandemic. And it really is not changing uh, post-pandemic or not post, I guess we're not quite post, mid-pandemic and then uh, then hopefully (laughs) post-pandemic. Well, yeah, we're trying to get through it. So the demand is is still quite high. And I think what's really going to be fascinating to watch is how paralegals, how how their work style and their work life is going to change Uh, because we know the horse is out of the barn. We have all (laughs) realized how much we can actually get done remotely, like even those of us, like here at NALA, we had some remote policies and we had some folks working remotely. So it wasn't a brand new concept to us by any stretch. But even recognizing how much you can actually get done remotely and how productive some people can be remotely. And if you're one of those people that has really demonstrated your productivity and your flexibility, that's just going to bode so well for you uh, in the next in the coming years because that's what's going to stand out is your is your productivity and of course your approach approach to the job. You know, I say it all the time. You can teach those technical portions that a, a, a good paralegal needs to know, but it's those softer skills. It's that those communication skills. It's the negotiation skills. It's your creativity. It's your customer service. It's those softer skills that really speak to an employer, I believe, and 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 help you grow and develop in a position um, because that's what really stands out. And so obviously continue to work on those and you may be able to have more flexibility for remote work if that's something you want. I do know on the flip that we're hearing some people say, nope, we want to get back to normal. Everybody in the office. Let, yeah, uh, stop. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care if you did remote before. We want to see your face. And that, ha- you know, and that that's going to happen too. But again, if you have really enjoyed this remote opportunity and you've demonstrated your value in that, in that type of role, whether you stay at your current company or go elsewhere, um, I think that's just going to be a really strong indicator for employers moving forward. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And just real quick, I mean, I think it was last week, you know, I work for a large defense firm and they sent out an email. They were kind of contemplating that a few months ago they had made like a day, you know, everybody's back in the office. Okay, here we go. Mm-hmm. You know, you're trying to make those decisions. And then it was kind of like, well, we're going to offer a work from home opportunity. And they let you choose two days. Of course, not Friday. I can, mm-hmm. I can, everybody can understand that, but right. two days. And that's what, and, and you do like an agreement, like a contract type thing, like an agreement, you know, what's expected from both sides. And um, I have to say a huge smile came to my face when we got it. Not only, I mean, personally, I really 
thought it was a great opportunity for me personally when I could work from home. It really, you know, changes just a lot of stuff about us, I think, you know, personally, Mm -hmm. professionally. I had an episode uh, about a year ago, probably over a year ago now, and and it was a girl that had worked from home for about, I think, five years. So she wasn't new to it. She wasn't forced into it. But one of her topics or one of her comments to me was, I'm just happier. And so, you know, and I get that mm-hmm. now. And I that's why it was a big smile to my face that that just to me was I love the opportunity that that gives the paralegal. Because think about it. What if you don't want to work now for an employer that's right in your town? OK, who cares? Right. Now you're available to be to work for employers that are all across the country because you've proven yourself that you can do that. And remote is remote is 10 miles or 500 miles. I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, your remote's remote. So, you know, that's really also what brings a big smile and gets me really excited is it really, I like that the employers, the attorneys, the law firms, the legal community recognizes that paralegals are valuable and can be valuable and cannot doesn't don't have to be sitting at a desk traditional pen to paper hands mm-hmm. on computer you know constantly they can branch out they can be productive they can do different things and it it's a benefit to all and you know to the clients to the employers it's just it's just great so and I and I, I know we're into that and I think and I another big I just wanted to add one quick little thing, and that is the fact that your contract work is really an area that I believe is going to really start to explode. Because again, you can do remote work, contract work remotely, and as companies had to scale down, they may have had to rely more on contract work, and again, realizing what they can get done with a contractor as opposed to an employee, perhaps. And that again opens up some different opportunities for paralegals who may not want to work full-time or maybe get bored doing the same thing all the time and want to do some different types of work. And of course, I have to plug Nala in that we do have a couple of resources on our website for our members. We do have a, a job board on our on our website that is free for employers to post to and is has full access by our members so you can go in it's a member only benefit and you can see postings from all across the country and then another resource is um, a program called simple law and that is where employers can post contract jobs or projects for paralegals and you again as a member can go in and find those projects or those uh, contract opportunities and uh, get connected in that way as well because the the world is changing the world has changed we are we are forever changed after 2020 and and now 2021 that is, that is so true, Vanessa. So just real quick, we got to take one more break before we come up to kind of wrap up our discussion on what's going on in the paralegal profession right now. We'll be right back. Looking for a process server you can trust? ServeNow.com is a nationwide network of local pre-screened process servers. ServeNow works with the most professional process servers in the industry. Connecting your firm with process servers who embrace technology, have experience with high volume serves, and understand the litigation process and rules of properly effectuating service. Find a pre-screened process server today. Visit www.servenow.com. Welcome back to the Paralegal Voice. Vanessa just said before we broke, you know, that the world has changed. And, you know, I had a guest on a couple months ago about how the practice of law has changed. And it's not going back. The clients are just not going to pay for things that now they have seen can be done very productively (laughs) and efficiently and effectively remotely. You know, depositions, mediations, 
arbitrations, hearings. I have a very good friend that's a judge, a family law judge. This is just kind of very interesting to me. And I'm on, I serve on a, on the board with her uh, locally of the community college of the paralegal program. And she said that she doesn't know if they'll ever go back to those hearings because all the reasons that sometimes the, you know, litigants could not appear was I didn't have transportation. I didn't, you know, this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. I can't go on my job, you know, which are all totally legit, you know, reasons. She said, we're just breezing through the docket, you know. And I mean, that's what you want. That's the goal. You're getting through all these problems and things, especially dealing with family law that are probably have a sense of urgency mm-hmm. a lot of times. And I feel like, you know, that's what it's all about. Like if it's getting done and you're getting to the end result and getting through and helping more people, that's what it's all about. And speaking of that, I think we kind of lead into is that access for justice, I think, is what some of these mm-hmm. things that, justice. that Vanessa, I know, has her finger on the pulse and really got some, um, you know, I know you're always watching these things. So tell us about some of those new areas and been around areas, but yeah. new things about it. But they really are starting to blossom all the more. And you're right. This is really about accessing justice. And when you talk about serving those clients that, that number one, might not be able to afford an attorney, number two, may be afraid of attorneys. You know, and so, so when we talk about accessing justice, it's for those marginalized groups, so those underrepresented groups um, that do not have the luxury or benefit of their own attorney. And so um, there have been just discussions for quite some time around something like, and I'm sure you, your listeners are familiar with this, the triple LT, the limited licensing paralegal that can have acts who can be licensed to do certain types of uh, activities that traditionally only an attorney can do, right? So, but it's typically related to things like housing and landlord Mm -hmm. disputes, family law. Again, think of these folks that aren't getting, don't typically have access to, to legal support. And so how can we use the paralegal profession to help grow access to uh, those who typically don't have access? So we've got there's uh, three states right now that have a limited licensing program right now there's nine different states that have a task force exploring limited licensing oh wow just an idea that that includes oregon montana colorado new mexico pennsylvania virginia florida connecticut um you know these are all the states that are really exploring how they can help their residents their state residents have better access to justice um, there's other uh, programs, other states that are looking to or who have or are looking to have document preparer program. So, again, some of those real standard documents that it's great to have legal support, but not everybody can afford that full time, higher priced attorney. We know that that's part of the fact. And so we right now have 17 different states that are in some phase of providing limited licensing or documentation, expanding documentation preparation, or are exploring it right now. So it's pretty, it's a pretty exciting movement right now. That's really interesting because I know, you know, obviously when I was president of NALA and even just on the board, you know, it started to come to light and we kind of monitored it because, you know, initially you're like, oh no, you know, is this going to be good for our profession? Is this bad for our profession? Is it going to hurt our mm-hmm. profession? You know, because we, we carry it, you know, that's our, that's our, uh, 
you know, that's what we love and we don't we don't want it, you know, changed or, you know, too much. But it's really weird because I think it kind of started. You had a couple states initially with the triple LT and then it's like it kind of went stagnant for a little bit and kind of was on hold and not just because of the pandemic. It was even before that it kind of was kind of on hold. And then you just like you said, you've seen this surge, I think, come back. And I think it's because the need is even more. I mean, think about the things and the issues and the problems and, you know, you, you hate to say it. I'm not trying to be negative, but it is. It's problems that, that the pandemic has created for people. I mean, you mm-hmm. know, like more people getting evicted, more people having those disputes, more people, you know, mm-hmm. having that issue. And so I just, you know, the paralegal profession is wonderful. And I think, you know, obviously we all are very conscious of the unauthorized practice of law. We don't want to be any of that. We're not hanging our shingle out there. We understand our place. (laughs) We understand our, you know, our boundaries. And I think that's all about uh, being a professional and be it, you know, when you're a professional paralegal. And so I think it's a wonderful opportunity and something that I know, you know, and we, we, we just didn't, you know, exactly address it. But, you know, Social Security Administration is a source that the paralegal has always been able to do. And if they're specialized and the paralegal is well-versed on those little rules Mm -hmm. and those little things, it's just even just to come and sit there with the person that has to come in and go before the Social Security, you know, judge. It's just... It just really helps and it makes it more comfortable, more familiar, you know, not so foreign, like you said, and not such a big expense to be able to get and explore the benefits that possibly they are deserving of, you know, and and it's coming to them. And that's such a great example with the Social Security, because, again, those who's getting Social Security, the more vulnerable people are in our communities traditionally, right? We have older Americans and then we have people with disabilities or who are survivor, you know, survivor benefits. So, yeah, it's it's a great another great area that paralegals can really step in and provide an amazing resource to to their communities. I, I, I'm, yes, I'm, I can't, like I said, it's really neat. And I think all this is just complimentary to, you know, how the profession is growing, which obviously makes me excited because the reason why I'm passionate, so passionate about the profession and did all my volunteer things through NALA and do things still locally is because, you know, we care about the profession. We want it to grow in the future. And, you know, this is what we do. You know, this is why, you know, you, you keep an eye on things. You, you, you know, cause you might have paralegals that want to change, you know, you, they want to get into something different. And this is, this is a great thing. Like I had a guest a couple months ago, she went into, you know, very experienced paralegal, very well-versed. Now she's owned her own business to provide services. Mm-hmm. It's just really neat. I think all that is just showing how professional and educational and just are educated, I should say, and like the skills and the skill set and all that stuff that paralegals get that opportunity out there to demonstrate and get into so many different, you know, things nowadays. It's it's just really neat, yeah. even though we're forever explaining what par- what a paralegal is, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And someday, what we did, someday. <laughs> what, what we do and how we fit in. But boy, it's hard to find, I think, somebody that's had a great paralegal not be totally on our side and totally be a proponent exactly. of the profession. You know, once they see the benefits and, you know, how much the paralegal can help them 
you know, they don't look back. They and then and then they're out there preaching yep. the facts and and you know how useful we can be and things. So it's really neat. But anything else that you think is that you've seen coming down or going around with Nala? How's like just as a whole? I guess Nala is hanging in there. I mean, probably had some cost yeah. savings with with the pandemic, but yeah, we you know what we have not seen a significant dip in membership. We are, I mean, we are just so fortunate um, as a membership organization that our members have continued to support the association, support their fellow members. In fact, you know, we're starting to see our membership numbers climb from where they were in 2019. So yeah, it's exciting time for NALA. Well, and you know, I think that is a credit because I I know that they know how NALA and a professional association is going to support them, is going to be a resource, Mm -hmm. is going to be there when they need it. I mean, even through the pandemic, NALA tried to offer things. And, you know, even if it's just, you know, bringing your attention to an article or, you know, putting out a resource or putting out a a webinar or on-demand things or discounts. Mm -hmm. I mean, NALA offered discounts. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's like when you have association like that behind you that's of your profession, you know, paralegals you know how valuable it is and we're you know we're smart smart paralegals are smart and you know like we know it's valuable i i I can attest to that (laughs) (laughs) okay well vanessa thank you so so much for coming on today telling our listeners so many awesome things obviously about the upcoming 2021 nala conference at home and about the um awesome uh sessions and meetings and and socials and networking and you know just all around fun. I mean, you have to admit it. It doesn't matter if we're virtual or we're in person, whatever. It's We're still going to have a lot of fun. So much valuable education. You're, there's no place else to get it. And then obviously the CP review uh, courses that I'm super excited about, near and dear to my heart, the certification program is number one, second to none in the profession. So, And then obviously we kind of touched on some cool things that are going on in the profession that I think you know will be interesting to see how they develop. So thank you so very much for for coming on today, Vanessa. I appreciate it. It has been my absolute pleasure. Thanks, Jill. And how about just telling the listeners, I know you gave away the website um, and I know they can reach you probably mm-hmm. on there, but for uh, personally to email Nala, email you, get back if they have any questions, mm-hmm. follow up. Sure. Um, what's the easiest way to get a hold of you? So the best way to get a hold of Nala in general is NalaNet at Nala.org. So N A L A N E T at N-A-L-A dot O-R-G. If you want to reach out directly to me, my uh, email is vfinley, so that's F as in Frank, I-N-L-E-Y, with the first initial V, as in Vanessa, Vinny, at nala.org. And you can always call us. We uh, we pick up the phone. We're not one of those <laughs> associations that it rolls to voicemail and you're hoping you hear back at some point. We are here from 830 to 5, Monday through Friday, Central Time. And you can always call us as well at 918-587-6828. Well, Vanessa, seriously, thank you again so much. It was great seeing you, quote, again, and hearing you yes, and, yes. And, and going over um, a lot of my favorite and near to dear topics with this this awesome paralegal profession. And also thank you to all the listeners who tuned in with us today. And if you have any questions or comments for me, please don't hesitate to reach out at jfrancisco at logical, L-A-W-G-I-C-A-L dot com. And I hope you will join me for our next episode in a couple months. I'm Jill Francisco for the Paralegal Voice, signing off. 
The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, or subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. The Lunch Hour Legal Marketing Podcast, your resource for the tips and tactical advice you need to grow your business. Plus, keep up with the news and commentary you crave to stay one step ahead. It's hosted by me, Guy Sakalakis. And me, Conrad Song. Every other week, we break down the issues holding back your marketing strategy and talk about the changes you need to be prepared for. Check out the Lunch Hour Legal Marketing Podcast wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube.